Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you for joining us as we take a look at the book. We're going to be talking about a series that I have, a five-hour audio series on CD, entitled, As in the Days of Noah. One part of the series, Angels in the Time of Noah, Lot, and Today, is a very interesting study on how angels played such an interesting role, as I said, in the days of Noah, but also in the days of Lot, and even today. Well, I'll tell you how you can get your own copy of As in the Days of Noah, this five-hour audio series on CD, in just a moment. First, get your Bible. Let's have this study, and then I'll be back to tell you how you can get your own copy. Right now, Angels in the Times of Noah, Lot, and Today. As I've been preparing these messages for As It Was in the Days of Noah, and then as we speak in our last session, likewise as it was in the days of Lot, I noticed two common denominators. You're not supposed to have two. I guess you're only supposed to have one common denominator. But I noticed two that was uh, prevalent in both time periods. And they were separated by years, at least uh, 500 years, because from the time of the flood, approximately 1656, until the time that Abraham shows up, and we're talking about the year 2000, after 2000 years at least, after the creation of man. And then he lives for his period of time. We're talking about a 500-year period of time, basically, according to the chronology that's found in the Scripture, in the genealogies, in chapters 10 and 11 of the book of Genesis. We're talking about a period of time that separates these two distinct periods of time that Jesus Christ brings to our attention as periods of time that indeed we can look at and when we see them replicated in our day, we can know that the coming, the second coming of Jesus Christ is drawing close to hand. Two common denominators in there. First was sexual immorality, fornication. The Bible talks about fornication as being any immoral sexual relationship that God does not allow for, whether it be between man and man, woman and woman, or whether it be between a married man and a married woman, but not of the same marriage and outside of marriage having an illicit relationship. And so that's one common denominator. But the other one is angels, the creation of angels. And so I thought tonight we'd spend just a few moments thinking about angels in the time of Noah, Lot, and today. And in order to have a discussion on angels, we need to think about, first of all, the creation of angels, and secondly, the fall of angels. Now, the Bible doesn't say exactly when angels were created. There's no place in the six days of creation where it talks about angels being created. We don't have any place in the Bible. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, by him were all things created. So we know that he, Jesus Christ, created all things. Look at Exodus chapter 20 just a moment. Exodus chapter 20, you might recognize, is the giving of the Ten Commandments. And in verse 11, 
a statement is made, and by the way, this is the reason I believe that we have such a problem in displaying the Ten Commandments in public places. It's not because thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not steal. Now, those are all great concepts, moral concepts that we all believe in. I believe chapter 10, uh, 20, verse 11 is the problem with the placing of the Ten Commandments in public places where it says this, For in six days the Lord made the heavens, and that word heaven, singular in my King James Bible, should actually be plural. There are three heavens, we know that, because Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2, Paul said, I know a man 14 years ago who went to the third heaven. I believe he's talking about himself, but he went to the third heaven. Logic then says if there's a third heaven where this man went and then came back, there must be a second heaven and a first heaven. The third heaven is where God is. The second heaven is what we see out there when we look up in the heavenlies. I was walking over and saw the stars. That is in the second heaven. The first heaven is what we see in the daytime when the sun is out and the clouds. So you have three heavens. The first heaven you see by day. Second heaven you see by night. Third heaven you see by faith going into the presence of God. And so it should be plural instead of singular. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and he rested the seventh day. In six days, I believe the Bible teaches us in the book of Genesis chapter 1, in six 24-hour days, I believe he created the heavens, the earth, and all that in them is. That would include angels. But again, I say to you, there is no definite statement as to what time in that six-day period, those six 24-hour days, that God brought angels into existence. When we do not have an absolute statement, a proof text that we can go to and use that as the marker for what actually did happen, then we have to take a compilation of verses, Scripture, put them together, come to a conclusion. For example, there's no place in the Scripture I can take you in one verse and show you the Trinity. Well, I can maybe show you the three persons of the Trinity, but how they operate, how we can understand a doctrine about the Trinity, there's no place you can do that. As well, there's no place I can take you in one verse and show you that premillennialism and pre-tribulation rapture is absolutely the way the Bible is teaching. It's a compilation of understanding. Actually, premillennialism is basically a hermeneutical uh, principle upon which we understand a system of interpreting the Scriptures. And so by understanding the Scriptures, assembling as much as information as we possibly can, we come to a doctrine on eschatology that says that Jesus Christ is going to come back before the millennium. That means it's pre-millennial. And that the rapture is pre-tribulational. That means the rapture is going to happen before the seven-year tribulation period. So we come to that doctrine in eschatology of being a premillennialist and a pre-tribulation rapturist. That's how we do it, by assimilating uh, the scripture to help us. We have to do the same, exact same thing, that same principle is applied to understanding when angels come into existence. Go to the book of Job and we'll see a bit of information. Maybe it'll help us to understand the time when God created the angels. If they are major players in the days of Noah and in the days of Lot, and we'll rehearse those again just briefly with you in a moment, 
We must understand something about them because that's the way it's going to be in the days when Jesus Christ comes back. They're going to be major players. In Job chapter 38, you might remember Job 38 is that portion of Scripture dealing with basically the conclusion of Job's life. He's lost his wife, he's lost his children, he's lost his health, he's lost his wealth. I mean, he's just at the end of his line. His friend, quote, quote, comes to him and suggests, why don't you just denounce God, curse God, and die? And God shows up. And God is going to have a conversation with Job. And God speaks extra loud so that friend, quote, quote, can eavesdrop on the conversation. And here's what God says. Then, chapter 38, verse 1, Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind, and he said, Who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up now thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee and answer thou me. Verse 4, here's the beginning that's going to help us understand when angels came into existence. This is the question that God now asked Job. Where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? You've got a problem, Job. You're complaining right now. You're listening to your neighbor tell you just to curse me and die. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? In fact, he goes ahead to say, did you ever take a tape measure and measure the earth? Do you know where the cornerstone has been placed? Look what it says there in, in verse 5. Who hath laid the measure thereof, if thou knowest? Or who hath stretched the line upon it? Have you ever measured the earth? You know where the cornerstone is? You're complaining, Job. What about that? Verse 6. Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened? And who laid the cornerstone thereof? Where's the foundation for the earth? Where is it fastened, Job? Then notice what he says in verse 7. And, 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 just, and just drop out verses 5 and 6 just a moment and read verses 4 and 7. Look at this. Where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Then go to verse 7. When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. At the moment God created the earth, the sons of God and morning stars, titles for angels, were there already, and they shouted for joy. They sang glory unto God for what he had just done. Now, you have to accept, and I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time looking all over the Bible, but I could show you in other locations, morning stars, sons of God, representing angels. Let me just deal with sons of God because that's one that we'll have to deal with. Go to Job chapter 1 just for a second, and let me show you uh, what it's talking about. Thank you so very much for joining us as we have taken a look at the book. As in the Days of Noah is a five-hour audio series on CD. This is study number four that we have just completed, Angels in the Times of Noah, Lot, and Today. If you would like to have the entire study of As in the Days of Noah, you can call our toll-free number or go to our website and make your order today. Let me give you those numbers and the address, please. The phone number, our toll-free number, toll-free from across America, is 877-674-3298. 
That's 877-674-3298. As I said, it is a toll-free number from across America. The address on our website, prophecytoday.com, and then go to our shopping mall, and you'll be able to make your order of As in the Days of Noah, a five-hour audio series on CD. This will help you to understand how it was in the days of Noah and how those days have been replicated today, giving us evidence of how soon the return of Jesus Christ could well be. But remember, seven years before his return to the earth, he will come in the clouds, he will shout, the archangel will shout, the trumpet of God will sound, and we'll be caught up to be with him. You know that's referred to in eschatological terminology. That means end times terminology, as the rapture of the church. And after our study today, I'm sure you understand that the rapture could happen at any moment. And having said that, there's nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until... 